1: is going on i think i can talk over this music i forgot exactly how it goes law it's been a while and typically we just do thumbnail and i started talking so welcome in everybody to this chgo beards podcast what's going on it is friday which is chgo audible day back i just wanted again, you to have a little music this, this I, morning i appreciated it it threw me off i know you asked if i can hear it didn't even think you're actually going to play it and it was so loud in my ear I'm like, if i talk yeah, can they hear me? Should I talk? Oh. What do I do? Was that awkward or what? Welcome back. That no, was great. Friday. Good start. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> newness, newness. It's okay. Uh, Kevin literally was in Slack. I was like, "Hey, we got. I gotta go. Show is a good luck." I almost type back, "I don't need luck." That's what I get. I, I should have just accepted the luck that came my way. But I just want to say, welcome in to this HBO Bears podcast. Little it Nicholas Moriano. And I just want to say welcome to September. It is finally here. Pat yourself on the back. You did it. The long offseason gruel is practically done. We have the final roster. They've made some additional moves this week. Hell, you can you can say Patrick Week begins now. I, I don't care. But finally, Nick, we're here
0: we're here will and it kind of feels like fall weather too the past couple days it's been slight little like chilly weather i'm going out with a hoodie taking out the dog so just feels right we made it and like you said the roster is set it starts it's time to start game planning uh as the bears will do they'll have a couple days off for these next couple days and then get right into it preparing for the green bay packers week one it doesn't get any better than this will
1: it really does not i am just ready honestly I'm starting to look ahead to like our game preview show next week and just looking forward to seeing this bear's team in action for real we've saw you know you've seen practices we saw some preseason games a lot of starters we haven't even really gotten to see yet and so i'm excited to see what this bears team will look like once we put all of the pieces together. Speaking of pieces in today's episode, we're going to do a lot here. And the very first thing that we're going to kind of discuss is a roster comparison from when Ryan Poles took over this team compared to now. But we'll see the work that he's done in two off seasons. We're going to play some over under. We're going to tell you who we think the most valuable bear will be at the end of the season, a throwback to the audible segments. And then towards the end of the show, actually the final segment, we're going to predict How many wins the Chicago Bears will have at the end of the season? It's the question I feel like we get asked as soon as the season ends, every single day uh, throughout the offseason. So I'm excited to give our final official answers for a win total here. Nick, you ready to jump right in? We have a lot to get to.
0: Yeah, let's do it. Well, like you said, there's a lot of, I mean, just seeing the roster turnover is insane, but we'll get there. But let's get right on to it.
1: All right, we're going to go position by position, and we're going to just look at what Ryan Poles inherited versus what that roster looks like heading into this 2023 football season. Let's begin here at quarterback. And in January 2022, Ryan Poles came over and he's like, all right, I have Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, and Justin Fields. Fast forward a year and a half, Justin Fields, Tyson Bajant, and Nathan Peterman. Nick, I think it's obvious to say that You know, you don't have as many, I I guess, guys who have like established careers in the NFL. When you look at Nick Foles and Andy Dalton, I mean, Nick Foles, former Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl champion. But at the same time, with Justin Fields progressing and him potentially taking that final step, I would say they're still better.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think it all, like, it's great that that roster that Ryan Poles inherited had more experience for sure. But it's almost like having too many cooks in the kitchen. Like what does that do you when all Mm. you need is one of those guys really producing and playing well. And Justin Fields going into year three better be better than, you know, those guys that were there um, when Ryan Poles inherited the roster. So no doubt about it. And we're all expecting a big jump from him uh, just an overall quarterback play. But yeah, they definitely, the the roster he inherited did have more experience. And I know that was something that, you know, when Ryan Poles was talking about, he wanted to, that's why there's three quarterbacks on this roster. Nathan Peterman does fit that, uh, I guess, criteria in terms of experience, but you don't, you don't ever want to see him out there.
1: That's why I said established uh, with the other guys <laughs> over just true experience. But when you look at the Bears quarterback, like if you looked at it strictly on paper, that 2020 Two would technically be better when you're just looking at the names and what they're able to do through the careers, because now you have Fields, who's on a big prove it year, an undrafted free agent quarterback, and then Nathan Peterman, the interception machine. So if you're like an outsider looking in, you may be scratching your heads, but if you've been following this Bears team, watching the work Justin's putting in, you know what Tyson's been all about throughout the preseason and training camp. I think you can feel good uh, about where this Bears quarterback class is at and, and for them to go young and actually want to develop quarterbacks. I, I think it's refreshing uh, to say the least, and I'm excited uh, to see where that group is right now compared to where it was you know, just a couple of years ago.
0: You know, that's a really good point too, Will. Like Tyson Bajant is a guy that the Bears have never really had here in terms of just having a young guy that you're trying to develop. And obviously Justin Fields was in, you know, a, still a young player and still is currently, but now they, they do have somebody that you could just develop and you, you at least are looking forward to seeing like how that development goes over the years or, you know, just a season. But that is a, a nice addition and a much needed one, I think for this Bears quarterback room.
1: Let's move over to running backs here. And when you look at what the Bears had uh, a, a year and a half ago, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, Damian Williams, and Ryan Nall. Fast forward to today, Khalil Herbert, Deontay Foreman, Roshan Johnson, Travis Homer, and of course, fullback, Gahari blasting game. Nick, what are your thoughts about where it's gone, where it was compared to where it is now? Well, I think there's a,
0: when you look at the current group, right, it's, I think a lot, obviously a lot of young talent, but also um, guys that are looking to prove themselves right now as the either number one or, you know, Roshan Johnson being his first year in the league, Deontay Foreman on a new team. So a lot of guys trying to prove themselves, obviously Travis Homer being a new addition as well. So I think they're more adapt this season to obviously be like a back, committee by approach where as opposed to the the roster the running back room inherited David montgomery should have been and was the, the bell cow right so i think that's um the biggest difference and still guys that are looking to prove himself i want to see khalil herbert now as the lead back which he will be and see what he can do with it but by the end of the year how much is roshan johnson going to have factor into this deontay Foreman as well so it's going to be an interesting group to watch as the season goes on and how Getsy seeing this offense kind of splits the carries or just distributes the ball to all these running backs.
1: Yeah. I, obviously we let Dave Montgomery walk uh, throughout this off season and they brought in another veteran foreman, yeah. same thing with Homer. And I, I like the, versatility that this group brings you have every bag brings something a little bit different to the table which will allow them to have more flexibility and how they're deploying those backs like you said it'd be exciting to see how it all gets divvied up but regardless you can tell they're putting in the work you can tell that ryan pulls. they value some different attributes for running backs and and now when you don't have that true number one guy you see a group that's pretty well-rounded and it's about utilization from this time forward but it is still interesting to see where it was, where it is, and who knows, the work may not be done. Uh, Ryan Pohl said, like, this offseason, he filled about 80% of those holes. Uh, and obviously, we can poke at what those holes are. I think they're pretty glaring, pretty obvious still when you look at this roster. But before we move over to wide receiver, all saw this super checks, uh, super chat come in from Logan Cox just saying, hey, guys, love the show. I'm a mailman in East Tennessee, and I listen to the show every day while I'm at work. I'll be up there for week one in Chicago. was wondering some good places to eat for lunch. Before the game, I mean, wouldn't this just be our tailgate? That's like the best place I would get some food before this game.
0: No, I mean, that's a perfect spot, Logan, especially if you want to hang out with some, you know, other Bears fans, other people that love CHGO and uh, will be there. So I think that'd be a great opportunity for you to get the best game day experience, honestly. But it's awesome that you're making it up to week one it's going to be a hell of a game so make sure if you can check out the official CHO tailgates, best in the city uh we have upgraded from last year there's just going to be a bunch of better options i think and i think the atmosphere will and obviously we have to wait till week one to see that but i just have a really good feeling that atmosphere uh whether it's week one or you know later on the season it's just going to be the place you want to be at for bears game day
1: You absolutely, I mean, all you can eat, I think, is barbecue this year. Goose Island provided drinks. It's a great value. You're going to get everything you need. Hang out with fellow Bears fans, CHGO fans, CHGO diehards. And then, Mm -hmm. of course, the CHGO Bears crew. It'd be a great time. And, Nick, we've been to the new area uh, where we're doing this tailgates. We've done the Chicago Bears tailgating club and all that good things over there in that lot. So I'm excited to be a part of it uh, this year. Really great atmosphere. Awesome. Diehard Bears fans. And definitely that's the best recommendation that I can think to hand your away. Thank you, Logan, for that super chat. Let's look real, at these. real quickly. Oh, that's where we,
0: that's the first time we met,
1: met That met in was person.
0: The, mm-hmm. Met in person. The Jaguars game. That's yep. nuts. And yep. so we yep. were there and now full circle. We're going to be back there.
1: Yep, my phone loves to give me those memories, and they'll be coming in my way here soon uh, of all the <laughs> selfies we're taking. Like, oh my God, we met Nick, you know, like, and like we met in person for the first time. It was a really cool day, to say the least. Let's get into wide receiver talk. Let's, let's look at this room, because it has changed so much. Oh uh, Alan Robinson in January 2022, obviously. Darnell Mooney, Marquise Goodwin, Demir Bird, Daz Newsome, Jakeem Grant, and Simba Webster. And now fast forward to today, DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, Equinamia St. Brown, Tyler Scott, Bayless Jones Jr., and the new guy, Trent Taylor. Obviously, Nick, a whole rework has been made over here just with Darnell Mooney being the only carryover. And with all the churn, uh, I, what do you think? Is it better? It, it has to be. I think DJ Moore by itself makes it better. Yeah, and I think, I mean, just the potential, two of the
0: top three guys, DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, and what they're capable of doing this season, even if Chase Claypool is like the biggest X factor there, there's just a lot more potential in this Bears offense of what they're capable of doing. Then you have Tyler Scott there as well. What What's his role going to be in this offense? And then you'll see what you get from Bayless Jones Jr. But I think as you're looking at this roster, like I've said it before and I'll say it again, what the weapons that Justin Fields has now, should be better for just or should allow Justin Fields to show his capabilities as a passer. So no doubt about it.
1: Well, yeah, you know, Alan Robinson at that point, we can all admit pretty checked out of what the Bears were doing. Darnell Mooney, mm-hmm. of course, stepping up there. But outside of that, I mean, Goodwin, Bird, Newsome, Grant Webster, like we were all like wanting so much more from that entire unit. Uh, to say the least uh, <laughs> and, and then on this side of the the equation here just looking at the guys like it's it's just I don't know uh, just like the running backs room uh, a little bit more well-rounded I think the potential of every player is a little bit higher uh, than the group that we saw a couple of years ago. So to me, it makes, you know, it's night and day difference. I'm excited to see what Justin Fields can do with this group. I don't think this group is completed. Uh, Obviously, they're going to still continue to look at it throughout maybe this season, next offseason. But regardless, we can all agree that it is definitely improved. Let's go over to tight end here for this next position. And January 2022, Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham, Jesse James, J.P. Holton, I mean, the GOAT, Jesper Horstead. <laughs> and now if you go to September 2023, only three names as of right now, Cole Komet, Robert Tanyan, and then Mercedes Lewis. It's interesting because both sets have three veteran tight ends when he had Jesse James who came from Pittsburgh Uh, and then of course he had you know you had JP over here and I forgot oh and it was Jimmy Graham how can I forget Jimmy Graham the red zone monster that he was (laughs) for the Chicago Bears but regardless Nick like and I know like they tried to bring in some veterans last year in Ryan Griffin James O'Shaughnessy but I feel like this group is pretty damn solid
0: Yeah, this is a, this is a good group for the bears. And I think just with Cole Komet taking another step in this offense, but also adding another complimentary piece in Robert Tanyan as that receiving tight end. Then, you know, Marseille's Lewis, what his uh, role is going to be blocking, blocking, blocking. That's, and that's perfectly fine for a guy that's been playing what nearly a two decades in the NFL, which is (laughs) insane to, to think about. But yeah, this group, I think even, even if you compare it to last year, and I'm blank. Ryan Griffin was, you know, the other tight end mm-hmm. on that roster. It, it There really was just Cole Komet as the actual like receiving option at the tight end position. So looking at it now, um, it's going to be interesting how gets we just talked about the wide receivers, right? How many targets there's only one football, but how are you going to also distribute and use those tight ends that are more than capable uh, of just going downfield, winning their one-on-one matchups. I love Cole command, the seam route and, I think he's more, I think there's more opportunities there. Well, and with now more playmakers on the wide receiver position, adding Robert Tanyan, let's see if that opens up a little bit more, but definitely this group I'm feeling really good about going into 2023 season.
1: I mean, you get down near the goal line, you want to run a three tight end set. Robert Tanyan, very experienced in a red zone Cole Komet, Mercedes Lewis has 39 career receiving touchdowns. Maybe we can get him up to 40 this year. You have DJ Moore. If, if Chase Claypool can utilize his bigger body too, like they'll have size when they're down mm-hmm. in that area of the field, which is, I don't know. It's going to be exciting to see how they want to deploy that here too. Again, so many unknowns, and with especially with like the lack of seeing these guys in the preseason. So that's what gets me True. really excited. Let's, wrap up the offense by looking at the offensive line let's go down to the trenches here and for the offensive line that ryan poles inherited that right away you can tell he's displeased with the group uh jason peters elijah wilkinson tevin jenkins cody whitehair that chavius simmons alex Barr, sam mustafer james daniels jermaine ifedi and larry borum Fast forward to the group here today, Braxton Jones, Cody Whitehair, Lucas Patrick, Nate Davis, Darnell Wright, Shatira Carter, Larry Borum, Tevin Jenkins, and the new guy, Dan Feeney, Nick. Ryan Poles has his hands, fingerprints literally all over this unit. It's changed so much.
0: It has just going down memory lane and seeing some of those names from the offensive line, like Elijah Wilkinson's like, Oh yeah, he was a bear. Um, But no, he definitely has revamped this room and, you know, I think we're still waiting to see exactly how it's going to play out, right? Well, because at this point, unfortunately, we haven't really been able to see the starting five. Like, the, at some point, some guys have been out. Some guys have dealt with injuries. And when one guy comes back, another guy's in and out. So we're still looking to see how exactly this this current group of offensive line is going to look. But I, I think just looking at it, if you look down on paper like that graphic showed, like this group should be better in terms of being able to provide protection for Justin Fields and just seeing, you know, how they can make this offense operate.
1: Yeah, I know Gary's like where's Doug Kramer? He's on IR. We don't have a lot of room on the screen. Some names fall off. There's a, there's over 100 players that we're listing here. So give, give us some grace, give us some patience. I appreciate that. Gary, uh, but just for me looking at it, I mean, obviously, like you said, we we don't know who the we haven't seen the five actually get to fully operate. But this is the NFL. It's a, a game by it's a war of attrition. You're never going to have your ideal situations. And that's why depth is important and making sure you have guys that can step up in multiple ways. So uh, when you just look at the unit, though, you can just tell that they've changed completely. Uh, what they're trying to do there. The body types are different. You, you've you changed both tackles. You moved Tevin Jenkins inside, and then you yeah. flipped him to the other side of the offensive line. Uh, there's been so many just new, like small, nuanced things too, instead of just the names that have changed. Uh, and I'm excited to see if this unit will play up to Ryan Poles' standards in terms of like bringing the nasty, supporting their teammates, their quarterbacks. We saw that really pick up last year. I expect it to take another step, this season but regardless you can tell that he saw what he had he's like "Mm, that's not gonna do it and and Mm -hmm. so he invested in the draft he's invested in free agency it's a a group that he's attacked in so many different ways do you have any final thoughts on the offensive line nick or the offense as a whole before we take our first break
0: you know i just i'm looking at that interior offensive line and like a lot of people you know just wondering who's going to be playing where um, you know, at this point, it's been a lot of Lucas Patrick still snapping the football, Cody Whitehair at left guard. But you look at that second team unit, um, Dan Feeney has been snapping the ball, too, as well. So it's just going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. And when guys are returning from injury, how then it shakes up the offensive line. But ideally, obviously, like every other 31 other teams, right, you would have liked to have seen what the starting five would have looked like maybe two weeks before going into, you know, opening weekend for, or, you know, the opening game for the bears, but the bears have to do, you know, what, with what they have and they're still trying to figure out that offensive line. I'm sure in their minds already, they know exactly what's going to go on, but until, you know, we actually see it, it's still kind of a little mystery.
1: Sure is. All right, let's get into our first timeout. Plenty more to come here as we continue throughout today's episode. But I want to let you know that CHGO has a weekly Pick X and NFL Survivor Series contest for everyone to participate for real money. Here's how you can enter. Head over to SplashSports.com slash CHGO. Luckily, we always put the link in the description here on YouTube and in your podcast player. So make sure to click that link and sign up. Deposit cash to get started. It's just $10 to enter either of these. CSO Weekly NFL Pick X Contest. First prize, $2,700. And even if you finish in last place, you get 270 bucks. And of course the earnings are they drop as you go from first all the way down on the tenth makes a lot of sense and then for the cco survivor contest this year $4,500 winner take all prize so you better get in on that i know gary is going to because gary you know all of the things so definitely get in this league so you can win yourself some money and we're going to run some weekly contests all year so make sure to keep that link handy and if you want to run your own contest or if you're know, just tired of being the commissioner on leagues, chasing people down with none of the reward, then you can sign up to be a commissioner right through our link and earn money for the contest you're already running with friends and family. So head over to SplashSports.com slash CHGO to join in. We'll have different contests coming out and we are just so stoked to compete with, you know, with and against all of you guys. So be sure to click that link in the description.
0: Yeah, definitely have to do that. Check out Splash Sports. And you also got to check out, you guys, Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. It's your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. And Sunnyside literally has everything you need to elevate your summer. And it's a one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs. No matter where you are in your cannabis journey, easy online ordering and in-store pickup, great transparent loyalty program, Sunnyside Rewards. And let me just highlight a couple of Sunnyside's house of brands. You have High Supply, which is a high, which offers quality weed that offers uh, always available. Buds are expertly grown, lab tested, and available in vape carts, vape pens, flour, popcorn, shake, pre-rolls, shorties, and concentrates. And, of course, you have Good News. You got the gummies, the rechargeable vape pen, and cart for perfect for great moments with the crew. And through October 15th, you guys, you can head to sunnyside.shop and use the code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order, one use per customer. Not stackable with other promotions. That's not only for new customers. Anyone can use our code. So pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. And real quickly, one Chicago athlete that made me feel you know good on this Sunnyside Friday You know, I don't know if everyone's seen this yet, but Justin Fields and the Bears and the NFL, they kind of put out the video of what he's like wants to do this year. And and he wants to take basically, you know, win the division, take the north, say run for 2000 yards. And I think this is also in combination with the NFL 104 year anniversary of just, you know, all these crazy, crazy goals that they want to accomplish. But Justin Fields is making me feel good ahead of this Bears Packers game in week one. But just in case, just a disclaimer here must be 21 or older. I'd be an Illinois med card holder for sunny side, but go check it out. All great products there.
1: All right, let's get back to the action here. CHO bears podcast doing a nice roster comparison. Let's see the work that Ryan Poles has done. And we did the offense. Let's transition. And let's talk about this bears defense. And we'll begin up front with the defensive line. And I'll throw edge in there because heck the bears went from a three, four to a four, three scheme. And, Make, it makes no sense to list Khalil Mack as a linebacker compared to Tremaine Edmonds. So in January 2022, Khalil Mack, Travis Gibson, Robert Quinn, Bilal Nichols, Eddie Goldman, Kairis Tonga, Mario Edwards, Akeem Hicks, Caleb Johnson, and Jeremiah Atachu. Fast forward here to today, Andrew Buildings, Trevon Dexter Sr., Justin Jones, Yannick, Yannick Ngakwe, Zach Pickens, Dominique Robinson, Demarcus Walker, Rasheem Green, and Khalid Kareem. Nick, I know we switched schemes. We've let guys go. We, I mean, we had a part ways with Khalil Mack last off season, which I know at the time everyone was like, ah, and I think, you know, we've calmed down. We understand, you know, the bigger picture a little bit here, cut the cap, figure it out and I'll rebuild better. Obviously, you don't have the star power of a Robert Quinn and a mm-hmm. Khalil Mack together. Even though really the Bears didn't have it that season prior, just with all the you know the injuries of Khalil Mack. But what are your thoughts just about the Bears' defensive line where it was versus where it is? And I also want to mention as a big name from the previous one, a- Akeem Hicks. Uh, he deserves that credit.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Um, I think obviously, yeah, when you're looking at the group they inherited. It was a big big move by Ryan Poles when, you know, decided to trade Khalil Mack because obviously a guy with his pedigree, I think that's when you knew, though, that Ryan Poles, I don't know if for real is the right way to say this, but was willing to move on from an established player and kind of get things to his own, essentially. But this group that you currently look at, Yes, it doesn't doesn't have the star power. doesn't have, obviously, the consistency that some of those other guys have shown throughout their NFL career, but there's a lot of young talent. A lot of guys are trying trying to prove themselves, in a sense, right? A lot like how, how I was kind of describing the running back room. I could see that with the defensive line, especially when you look at the interior with the two rookies. Even a guy like Justin Jones, who was on the last year of his contract currently right now, but, you know, Demarcus Walker getting his big contract of free agency. Yannick Ngakwe's got his one-year deal, can he show enough this season to get another deal by Ryan Pohl? So a lot of guys are trying to really prove themselves and hopefully do a far better job than last year's group, right? Because obviously there wasn't enough pass oh. rush by by any of those guys. So we need a complete overhaul in terms of the production from this group that I think is looking to really prove themselves in 2023.
1: Don't you get me started about last year's group. That's why we skipped it. Just for this position, (laughs) because you talked about the lack of sacks, they gave up the most rushing yards since like 1967. And this is a Chicago Bears defense. That should never happen. Uh, So for yeah, it was not even don't don't get me upset. Uh, so, just like looking at this group, but I like the mixture of, of solid veterans, uh, guys that you're banking on taking a jump like Walker, and then building this thing through the draft. Pickens, Dexter, like they're supposed to be the future here. Give it a year or two. They're supposed to be the guys to take over. And Andrew Billings, someone that can help fortify the base defense, help against the run. I, I like what the Bears are doing here. And it did take some time. But just due to the scheme transition to find guys that were better fits and you couldn't get all of the contracts. Like you couldn't get out of them all in one year. So it makes sense to kind of slowly build at this thing. And again, it may not have the big names, but I think you can see the vision and where it's going, how it's transitioning. And I still think when Ryan polls mentioned, you know, like I filled 80% of the holes premier pass rusher is one of those holes and it has hmm. not been filled. It just wasn't in the cards with this free agency, this draft. And that's fine. Uh, it's, he said it's going to be a couple year rebuild. But when I look at the roster and he says 80 percent, I'm looking for that that guy, that game changing guy coming off the edge. He's not here yet, but that's that's OK. I, I think we'll see what we have right now. And guys will step up and, and get the job done. They're serviceable.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, that's a whole, I think even in the interior offensive line, maybe that's one of the other holes too. Finding like a, an established guy down the road to just keep. But I think also, too, when you look at this current group, uh, a lot of people will talk about Travis Gibson, Trell Lewis, who are no longer on this football team, both providing, you know, pass rush in the preseason. But who are the guys that are in their place, essentially, Rasheem Green and Khalid Kareem. <laughs> uh, I said on a, a couple shows ago that I'm going to get those guys mixed up. But those guys, again, fit the scheme a little bit better and also are probably better run defenders than the two guys, Gibson and Lewis. And we know how bad the Bears were at stopping the run. They were, you know, yeah. they were awful at rushing the passer, but they were arguably worse at stopping the run. So you have those two guys there instead to, you know, help this defense be more effective at you know getting off the 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 field and stopping the run more effectively. So I think that's also a part of what you're seeing with the current group. They need to be able to stop the run and then you'll find ways to rush the passer.
1: Yeah, no. The Bears gave up 31 rushing touchdowns, which is the only time that I've seen them I mean give up that much. I couldn't tell you the last time I saw them give up over 30. It may not have ever happened to be honest with you. That's how bad it was, Nick. So that's That needs to get cleaned up. And we'll talk about the win predictions later, but that's a big reason that I think the Bears will get more wins. It's because he will be able to stop the run more effectively. God, there's no way it could be worse. Uh, at <laughs> least that's the hope. Let's get over to this Bears linebacking group because this is uh, interesting. So uh, January 2022, Roquan Smith, Danny Trevathan, Christian Jones, Alec Ogletree, Josh Woodson, Joel E.A. Buniway. Uh, I'm glad I can still rip that name out. <laughs> September 2023, Tremaine Edmonds, TJ Edwards, Jack Sanborn, Noah Soul, and Dylan Cole. Obviously, two different defensive schemes. He had to make uh, a lot of adjustments here. Danny Trevathan was at the tail end of his career. Christian Jones, always you know, serviceable at best. Um, and then just special teams, kind of only guys that never really developed, like Iggy. He, he did not really develop like we were hoping to see here uh, in Chicago, but you fast forward two years, and really, this was the offseason uh, that did it, I-, I think, for the Bears. But bringing in Edmonds and Edwards, I-, I feel like it's easy to say this is, at least for me, the best linebacking duo. Like you can say, like Roquan and early Danny Trevathan uh, would be really good, but still, I think Erlacher and Briggs, and now you're looking at these two guys. And I know going back to a 4 or 3 makes an easier comparison, um, but I'm still very high on this linebacking group and think they're a top three, top four unit in the entire uh, NFL when you're looking at your starting lineup.
0: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, fast forwarding all, all the way to the end of this 2023 season, I think we'll be talking about how good of this line, if healthy, how good this linebacking group can be. And you'll see Jack Sanborn at times and maybe even Noah Sewell too, as well to factor into the whole entire group. So I think this is a group. One of the definitely the strengths of this current Bears team, and you see the money, the financial investment from Ryan Poles in in getting Tremaine Edmonds and T.J. Edwards, and just seeing what Matty Rafluis being a linebacking coach, that background there. They want they wanted to invest in this position. They wanted to be a strength of this Bears team, and they have that now. They had that coverage ability, but Tremaine Edmonds, I think. Man, this season will could do some really special things, and i do do believe that, and seeing him back on the field is such a i think such a boost for this defense mm-hmm. like the guys were talking like, I think it was Andrew Billings he was asked about like just hearing Tremaine Edmonds' voice and how he calls the huddle and call things out. It's just something that you you know you have your leader in place, you know that you're gonna be in the right spot. you know that with him in the middle of this defense if everyone executes, things are going to go right. And that's kind of the presence that Tremaine Edmonds brings. And so I'm really excited to see what he could do it. Like even in limited snaps against the, the bills, there was one play where the wide receiver is just running a slant, a slant route from the slot. Edmonds gets over there, drops the ball. It's like, yeah, you probably don't want to get hit by six foot five, 250 <laughs> no. pounds. I get no. it. He has that presence. Well,
1: he does. And he's very well established over hundred tackles every single year. Uh, He's been in the league. This is year six for him. And he's only like, what, 25, 24? Like he is crazy young. Entered the league at 19 years old as a first round draft pick. And like in in many ways, like he can have, he can be remembered as a Chicago bear if this goes correctly, more so than a Buffalo bill. And that's, uh, I think what Ryan Poles is banking on. And that's what I'm hoping to kind of see play out here too. Let's move over uh, to, actually, one last thought, when you look at the bottom end of the roster, we talked about guys who didn't develop or pan out. And then we have the flip side. We, we brought in Noah Stuhl, who we believe will be a very good special teamer, can develop into a good strong side linebacker. And then you have Jack Sanborn, who wasn't even drafted. We brought in and ended up playing really good last year at a high level and now being that Sandbacker this year uh, in a role that I think he's a more traditional fit for. I- I'm excited to see what kind of season he has and just shows like building this thing not just through free agency because we talked about the two guys, but also through the draft and the draft process uh, like you're on drafted free agents as well. But now let's go to the defensive backfield and begin With the cornerbacks, Jalen Johnson in January 2022, Kendall Vildor, Artie Burns, Thomas Graham, Duke Shelley, Marquis Christian. What a group. September 2023, Jalen Johnson, Tyreek Stevenson, Kyler Gordon, Terrell Smith, Josh Blackwell, and Jalen Jones. Uh, Again, another group where you see them building through the draft and a huge youth infusion. And really, I think the floor has been raised, the ceiling's been raised, and when... Poles and Ibraflus were first hired and like we were at the combine and we we're talking to him about like, that's actually what I asked him. I actually asked him, what do you want out of a corner? And they said a quarterback. I said, no, a cornerback coach corner. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and he was talking about the length and the speed and just wanting to have like the arm length specifically is what he said. And when you look at the body types that the bears have now compared to what they did have over like a Duke Shelley, like if you look at Duke Shelley, then a Terrell Smith or a Kyler Gordon or Tyreek mm-hmm. Stevenson, Huge difference. Same thing with Vildor.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. Like it's completely different. Not only the the players, but like you said, the physical makeup of these guys. And you know, now <laughs> I can't believe they had like Jalen Jalen Johnson. Obviously, they drafted Kyler Gordon. Uh, you know, that first season, but still, like you had Kendall Vildor having to play significant minutes. Obviously, he's now on Tennessee. They claimed him uh, not too long ago. So it's it's crazy to think about that um how much that group has i think one improved and just the potential of it because even with jalen johnson i think you can still get better going into this season hopefully show more Mm -hmm. ball production kyler gordon I am so excited to watch Kyler Gordon this season and Tyreek Stevenson. I asked Ryan Poles um, when he spoke along with Ian Cunningham, "What'd you, what'd you make of his his summer? Little ups and downs, but he was really pleased at what he had seen from Tyreek Stevenson and that he can just make, he can forget when a bad play happens and kind of move on. Uh, I, I would say a mindset that is an absolute necessity to have as a corner." Tyreek Stevenson's really showing that. So I'm really looking forward to the secondary, and obviously we'll get to the safeties in a little bit, but specifically just the corners. They're going to be a fun group to watch.
1: They really are. No, we're going to get to the safeties right now. And if you look at that 2022 group, Eddie Jackson, Deshaun Gibson, DHC, DeAndre Houston Carson, and then Dion Bush. And then September 2023, let's get here now. Eddie Jackson, Jaquan Brisker, Elijah Hicks, and then Quindell Johnson. Nick, obviously, uh, the interesting part about the group that pulls inherited, it was actually built through the draft decently uh, under the other GM named Ryan. When you look at Eddie Jackson, DHC, Dion Bush, uh, at one point, uh, Adrian Amos uh, as well. Uh, So there's just a lot of different, uh, I don't know, it was a good unit built through the draft. But now you see the Bears kind of doing the same here with Brisker. Hicks. Uh, I know AJ Thomas is on a practice squad, but I still think he is someone that the Bears are high on and like to have around in this building. But overall, I think the biggest thing uh, that luckily it was answered last year uh, was the fact that Ryan Poles knew in order to get Eddie Jackson back, you have to pair him with another high-end safety. You need a tandem, and, and then as soon as that happened, as soon as he had the best caliber player since Adrian Amos, Eddie Jackson came back. And I think the coaching staff and the scheme and all that also helped, but uh, you can't neglect having a great partner alongside you in that defensive backfield.
0: No doubt about it. Well, I think that was key to getting Eddie Jackson back to what he's capable of doing. And, you know, that's why he's wearing the seat uh, this season as one of the four bears wearing uh, one of the four bears captains. So, you know, if Juquan Brisker can stay on the field and, you know the Bears put out a video or a little picture of him saying, "You ready for Brisker's season two? Hopefully, hopefully we're, we do see him out there against the Packers Week One. I mean, what's the the ceiling on this unit? I don't I don't know because J- J- Eddie Jackson was playing at a level that if he kept kept that up with that defense, I can't imagine what he can do now with uh, theoretically a defensive line that's going to be more adequate to into the quarterback, a linebacking group that can cover more ground and just drop mm-hmm. back in zones a little bit more effectively. And then just let Eddie Jackson do what Eddie Jackson does and roam around, be that robber in the middle of the field and just get interceptions, make plays. It's going to be a, such a fun group to watch. I think Jaquan Brisker, like I said, if healthy is going to be all over the field too as well, because I know that's something that he wanted the coaching staff to kind of look into like, I, I, yes, he could play in the box, but he's still capable of doing a little bit more. So fun group to watch. And Elijah Hicks, I think, in the early portion of training camp was kind of getting picked on a little bit by DJ Moore and stuff. But I think later on, he showed that he belonged. He knew exactly where he needed to be, was making a little bit more plays. So you have some guys on the back end, younger guys that, you know, you could still just keep developing and seeing where they can go.
1: Yeah. Any final thoughts about this entire exercise? I thought it was fascinating just to see all of the work that's been put in, and uh, you know, trying to look at that eighty percent. Like, what's that twenty percent that's still like missing? And I know, like, we can do special teams. The only person that changed Trenton Gill from Pat O'Donnell. Not, you know, you go younger. You, you brought in a punter. It's been one season. Again, it hasn't been glaring. And we can look at a return game, and everything too. But for the sake of time, we'll just look at the the core. Uh, that we just did here, but any final thoughts?
0: It's just um, you know when a new regime comes in, and obviously they inherit the the previous you know that that previous team's roster. It's like there is a lot of work to be done. So when teams do make this significant jump in the first year of a turnover, that's that's pretty incredible considering how much maybe a team would have to go through. And you look at the Bears in this exercise. There was a lot. There's a lot that the Bears did last season. There's a lot that the Bears did this past off season and now i think it's time to see where you know all that change all those new additions what they can actually do in terms of the win column and we'll get to that but it's just uh, it's a fun exercise to look at and just to reflect on some of the names that were there and now the ones that are currently here
1: yeah absolutely i think you can look at every single position i can argue that every single one is better uh, in terms of, I, I think, floor and ceiling. Like The overall floor has been raised. The potential's higher, but it's all about execution. We talked about that early on in this episode, um, and it's uh, worth reiterating just one more time. Uh, so we're going to take uh, one more break, and then when we come back, we're going to play some over-under. We're going to tell you who we think the MBB is going to be, um, and then we'll keep on going, and we'll actually tell you who, uh, how many wins we think the Chicago Bears are going to get Uh, at the end of the season. But before we do, I want to make sure you know that this episode of the CHCO Bears is brought to you by BetterHelp. I personally, I I can attest to therapy. I've been in therapy starting in January of this year um, and it has helped me uh, through a lot, whether it be uh, my relationship with alcohol, my relationship here at home, uh, my colleagues, friends. It's just done so many wonders, giving me uh, a space to talk about my thoughts my feelings and then getting good feedback that i'm able to apply in my everyday life and it has helped me tremendously uh, just have a better perspective on my days live life a little bit lighter and just be the best husband the best parent the best coworker, and, and the best friend that i can possibly be and i would really encourage anybody who's even considering therapy to go ahead and do it i really sat on it for like two two and a half years with depression anxiety and it really just kept weighing me down and it's just been a great way it's only been what nine months now actually eight full months and uh just very proud of my own progress and uh just want to let you know that you can do that here too so uh, there's a lot of great things that you can do here with better help um so if you're definitely thinking about trying therapy, I would give it a try. Head over to betterhelp.com slash chgo. You can answer a few questions about yourself and your goals. You receive an email once you match and start connecting with your therapist. And from there, you can start scheduling sessions. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash chgo today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash chgo.
0: Yeah, you definitely have to check out BetterHelp and also Ray CDJR Grand Reopening, you guys. Get your ducks in a row because it's the Grand Reopening of Ray CDJR and Fox Lake flock in September 9th and celebrate their Get Ducked event with free prizes and your chance to win $1,000. Plus, during Jeep Adventure Days, get employee pricing on all new 2023 Jeep Gladiator models. The Grand Reopening of Ray CDJR and Fox Lake is only on september 9th but their savings are all month long so you have to go check it out if you're looking for a new car around this time you ain't nowhere to go ray cdjr grand reopening happening in fox lake get over there check it out and you can say that chgo sent you so it'll be a good time go check it out everybody
1: all right we'll do it nicholas moriato we are here for the friday edition of the chco bears podcast we did an awesome roster review i hope for those that are listening just making sure that we're listing each and every one of those names was helpful for you i know there's a lot of players to kind of even like remember that we're here and then are also here this year but we're gonna move on and we're gonna play a, a couple rounds Of over-unders, and then we're going to do a old-school audible throwback. I guess both these segments are, and predict who the MVB is going to be. And both these segments, uh, unfortunately, we're going to omit Justin Fields here, just because he is the obvious one. I can do... Probably an entire 60-minute episode about Justin Fields over-unders for the season, (laughs) to be honest. So let's begin with someone new, and that's DJ Moore. Nick, I'm setting the line at 999.5 receiving yards. So I'm pretty much asking, will he have a 1,000-yard season or not? His average is 1,040 over in Carolina.
0: We're going over Will and I think that that's not crazy to say by any means just given what DJ Moore has done consistently throughout his career and what he has done with quarterbacks that are not as talented as Justin Fields so even though this is his first year in Luke Getz's offense and DJ Moore is you know said at times like yes it is complex there's a lot of things going on but from what I've already seen throughout summer even in the preseason games like Justin's going to go to DJ and DJ is going to create plays on his own to get over those thousand yards. So I think that's an easy over put, just go to, you know, DraftKings, wherever Put take the over on DJ, more receiving yards. You're going to win some money at the end of the season.
1: I love it. I'm going to take the over on this as well for all the reasons you said. And honestly, I was just doing a math exercise while you were talking. If the preseason's any indication, he had like two catches in hundred yards. He just needs 20 catches. That's it. So when he catches the season, obviously he's going to reach a thousand, but no, seriously, like I, I, the bears have three guys on their roster right now that have had 1000 yard seasons in the past. And it's going to be difficult. I, I think for the bears to get two of them into the thousand yard mark, just with all the weapons that they have, you're, you know, that they're going to run this ball. Justin's going to get a lot of yards on the ground as well. So I'm going to say DJ, if there's going to be a bear to do it this year, it's, it's going to be DJ Moore. And I forgot uh, who's had the question as a longtime listener. is was really early on, but they're like, I really hope Will does not get a DJ Moore jersey. I will not. <laughs> I haven't even thought about it. Don't you worry. I am going to let DJ cook all year long. I'm not going to even impact that whatsoever. So like I said, don't, don't worry. But uh, let's get the Cole Komet here. I'm going to look at touchdowns. What about seven point five touchdowns? Can commit? Can he go over his seven last year, which was like top five in the position? He was top five, and
0: he had a nice stretch too, where he was just getting touchdown touchdowns. Um, I'm gonna go under on here. He'll get he'll get the set. uh, I mean, six or seven wouldn't be bad for Cole Komet, and the receiving yards goes up. But I I don't I don't look at that as a You know, he's getting worse or anything after getting this big time contract. But the ball, there's a lot of playmakers now from last season when Cole Komet down the stretch of the season. Well, he was the only guy like, let's be completely honest. There was no Darnell Mooney. You were. Did you want to throw to Equinemius St. Brown and Dante Pettis at times? Probably like it was Cole Komet. So I'm going to go under on the seven and a half.
1: I'm going to say over uh, Rob in the chat made a great point about Robert Tanyan being here. You know, another guy who I do believe will excel in the red zone in this Bears offense has experience with Getzy. Uh, You go back to the 2020 season. He was like a, a tops of the NFL for receiving touchdowns inside the 20. Uh, so he is more than capable. And you know that defenses will be keying in on 85 uh, a little bit more than Tanyan. So that again, it would make sense, but I'm gonna say if we're paying Cole Command, he gets the contract extension. Yes, we want to see the yards go up, but I want to see him score a, a little bit more. So I'm gonna just say the over, and it's 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 all gonna be you know situational uh, and where that ball ends up going, as we know. But I, I know he's capable of it. Let, let's see if it comes to fruition. Now we're gonna switch over to the defense. We're just doing a quick round here today, everybody. And we'll play this every week uh on Friday. So it'll be, be a lot of fun for those games. But Tremaine Edmonds Nick, 109.5 tackles. He only has two seasons under that mark. But I will let you know that those two num- th- those two years were the last two seasons. So like he's actually gone down like every year, uh, in terms of like his total tackles. But when you have like a hundred and Thirty or whatever that number was as a rookie, which tremendous! By the way, uh, it's easy to see it, but he's still been over one hundred every single year uh, as a pro. But one hundred nine point five over under.
0: We're going over here and look. You can look at this both ways. It's okay, Tremaine Edmonds, very productive player is going to get a lot of tackles regardless of you know what defense he's in. Could also be like we saw some times in the preseason where running backs are able to get to that second level, and mm-hmm. you know, these linebackers have to make tackles, and that's all right, it's going to happen at times. But I think just seeing the range that Tremaine Evans plays with, just how he thinks about the game, being in this scheme, he's going to be in a position to make a lot of tackles. So I'm taking the over on that one.
1: I'm taking the over too. The TJ Edwards edition will be interesting too, because they'll be. I think they're going to be both tackle machines this year, just mm-hmm. racking up big numbers, both up there in the NFL ranks for the past couple of years. It'll be interesting to see how it all kind of gets divvied out. But regardless, I expect them both to make plays. But I'll say over just because I expect them to have it. But ideally, the Bears' offense is on the field. They're chewing clock, they're, you know, sustaining drives. Defense isn't be out there a lot, but also for Edmonds they have those tackle numbers in Buffalo with the offense that they've had for the past couple of years. Maybe that's part of the reason why the numbers mm. went down too, by the way, because that Buffalo offense kept getting better and better under Josh Allen. But I'm still going to say over, uh, it just feels like the easier path to victory here for me.
0: Yeah. Matt Nagy in the chat here um, said over the bears defense will never get off the field. You're funny, Matt Nagy. They're going to get <laughs> off the field a lot better this season than they did in 2022.
1: And I thought, why not have some fun with the last one and let's do Tyreek Stevenson. And I have two of them Ooh. for him. Cause everyone's talk about the yin yang of Tyreek Stevenson, the good and the bad mm-hmm. uh, that you're going to get with him. So the first line will be the yin uh, 2.5 interceptions for him this season as a rookie.
0: Mm, mm, 2.5. He's going to get targeted a lot. Well, he's going to mm-hmm. get targeted a lot this season. Uh, Let's take the over. Let's be let's get crazy here and take the over. He's gonna get a lot of opportunities. Will he give up some touchdowns? Sure, of course it's gonna happen. He's a rookie corner. But I think he's gonna be in position where he's shown that he can recognize some plays if he you know recognizes what the wide receivers do on the line of scrimmage, how they release, like he got the interception against the the Bills. He he's gonna be in position to make plays. So I'll take the over for Tyreek Stevenson.
1: I love your logic. I'm gonna just follow suit. Dylan Johnson. Early part of the season last year, no one was thrown his way, and they weren't succeeding when they were. Kyler Gordon taking that next step. So for Tyreek, yeah, I like the over. I mean, he was so close how many times in training camp, how many times throughout the preseason, mm-hmm. finally end up getting one. So like, he just has that knack for being able to make a play in the ball and being in that position. So uh, I like it. But he's aggressive, and we know he has to work on that a little bit. So I wanted to set a, an over under for DPI calls, the defensive pass interference. I'm setting at three and a half, um, what you're already doing over. I will <laughs> let you know that the most, any single player was called for DPI last year was five. Can you break that? Hopefully not. Let's Ooh. just say, no,
0: hopefully not. Let's Yeah. Let's <laughs> say no, but I think he's going to be over on that. He can be a little handsy and just how, how, uh, you know, refs are calling things now, even if it's questionable, you know, it's an offensive league people pay to watch points be scored. So I can see it happening over, but yeah, hopefully it's not uh over the five or he sets like a new record in those, but that'd yeah, be damn. awful.
1: Yeah. We don't want yeah. that. Um, but you know, I'll say under because instead of pass interference, it's just going to be like illegal hands or defensive holding okay. or something a little bit more, I was going to say less severe, but I think both of those are automatic first downs, so they're still pretty severe to give offenses a whole new fresh set of downs to work with. But regardless, it shows like the not even the boomer bust of Tyreek Stevenson It's like boom and boom, but like a good boom and a bad boom. Like you just kind of want it to be, you know, somewhere in the middle. Um, But hopefully the good outweighs. I'm not even going to call it the bad because I like. My corner is being a little bit aggressive, but you have to be calculated uh, with how you mm-hmm. use your hands How you contact those receivers down the field box them out use your body and maybe those some of those nuances He will kind of figure out and which really really help the kid out But regardless, I, I think we're all very high on him and the potential he has to be a very good player for the Bears Right away uh, as a rookie, but that's it for over unders Nick are you ready to do MVB picks? Not name Justin Fields, because if we just said MVB, we'd both just say Justin and move on.
0: Yeah, no, I'm ready. And, well, just real quickly, like doing these over-unders, like it feels good. I know football season's here. I know we're about to <laughs> like preview a game because we're doing over-unders MVBs and it's me and you on a Friday. Like this feels right, but I'm so ready for our MVB segment.
1: Oh, me too. Uh, let's do, I'll go ahead and do mine first. So I feel like I've been deferring to you a lot uh, throughout this episode. So I'm sticking with the offense, even though we can't say Justin Fields. And I'm going to go with DJ Moore uh, as my MVP here for the season. I I think he's just going to provide a ton of value uh, across the board, whether it be a third down security blanket for Justin Fields, uh, the guy that's getting open in that intermediate passing game. And as we saw in the preseason, even if he catches that ball 12 yards down the field, that doesn't mean he's not going to gain an initial 5, 10, 15, 20 he took takes it to the house, kind of guy. Uh, he already proved uh, his ability to do so here in, in two catches uh, in the preseason, uh, and on top of that, opening up things for Cole Komet, Darnell Mooney. If Chase Claypool, you know, can get out there and and take advantage of having a true number one too, that'd be. Really helpful here for the Bears, but his ability to be Justin Fields' best friend, someone he can really rely on in those crucial, you got to make this catch situation, those 50-50 balls. Like I can keep going on and on about why DJ Moore is going to be super valuable to this entire Chicago Bears team, um, but I'm going to keep it at that. But So MVB for the 2023 Chicago Bears season, not named Justin Fields, DJ Moore
0: you know, I can't argue with that one. Will it's a good choice. And if I want the people who are in here in the chat, put your MVB not name Justin Fields, just to see who uh, people are high on this season. I'm going with the guy that I've been talking about. I feel like all off season with Kyler Gordon being my MVB for the bears. I just see his comfortability just showing up consistently playing that nickel corner spot. And yes, he may not be on the field for every single play, but he's going to be on there for a majority of them and make an impact when he is out there. And it's not just what he can do in coverage or how he's diagnosing plays now being in his second year, but what he's capable of providing to in the run defense as well. Like we talked about, the Bears need to be better in that area this season. And Kyler Gordon, he he likes to be physical. He wants to be uh, in on stopping the run. And here are going to be opportunities where they're going to send him. Uh, to go get after the quarterback or just have to make attack on the edge like he's capable of doing that and he's got the physicality just the athleticism to move in space and you know I'm really looking forward to seeing that Spider-Man celebration all throughout the season well whether it is an interception or you know a big play over the middle a big hit Kyler Gordon I think is primed to just ball out in 2023 and I cannot wait to see what he does uh, against the Packers come week one
1: I just want to say thank you uh, for doing that and choosing Kyler, because I felt like there were times last year, especially in probably the first half of the season uh, when we were doing like after darks and everyone, uh, whether it be like, you know, Greg and I mean, everyone on the show or in the chat, but everyone was like throwing tomatoes, like right at Kyler, like boo, this man, he's Mm -hmm. not picking this defense up. He's really struggling. And I was trying to exercise patience. This kid's learning two positions and have, learning and playing two sure. positions at the same time. Uh Something he's never had to do before. And I just, I, I knew he had so much talent uh, and not just like the physical attributes uh, that you mentioned. I mean, his vertical, my God, uh, yeah, that's an insane vertical that this kid, he floats. When he jumps, he floats and he hovers and then like he stops and pauses at the top of the jump. It's remarkable um with his football iq and i think that's a testament of them trusting him uh, to learn two positions last year and really it allowed the bears to look get a lot of film on both and real and at the end of the day sure. decide is he going to be our nickel corner or is he going to be our outside corner and then once they had that answer they want him inside you draft a guy like tyreek stevenson and now you complete your cornerback room uh so that's you know i, I think a testament and a reason why i think gordon can really take a step forward this year but i just want to share my appreciation uh for some of that kyler gordon love because uh, i i think it's not a long time coming It's his year two for him but it's something that uh, i think fans will know the name like the more like casual fans will know the name kyler gordon when this year is all said and done So really good call nick
0: appreciate it well no i think both of our guys are you know regardless of who ends up being better um but I think they're both going to have outstanding 2023 seasons when, it, you know, everything uh, plays out in this upcoming season.
1: Excellent. All right. So that's it for over-unders, MVBs. We only have one thing to do with Bears talk, and that is we have to let you know how many wins we believe this Bears team is going to get. But Before we do that, we have one final timeout. As you know, this is football. We get three timeouts. That's just how it works. So this is going to be our final timeout. And Nick, you're up first with the message from Goose.
0: Yeah, as everyone knows, CHDO is supported by Goose Island Beer Company. Chicago's beer since 1988. As you can hear, the goose is goosin', I guess, if you, if you will. Uh, Here, real quickly, the beer roster, and you should know it by now, but you have the Goose IPA, the six-time medal winner at Great American Beer Fest. Always in style, the citrus aroma, bold hop finish. If you want to go crazy, you can go to the Tropical Beer Hug, Dry Hopped Imperial IPA, nine point nine percent alcohol that's dangerously easy to drink you also got the full pocket pills everyday beer what the brewers are drinking and you can grab an ultra fresh brewery exclusive beer at goose islands original brew house on cliborne avenue in lincoln park or from their tap room on fulton street in west town goose island beer company as you know is chicago's beer
1: Good stuff there, Nick. I want to make sure that, you know, we're getting ready for these tailgates, right? Like we keep talking about, like, we're going to these Bears games. We're doing these tailgates. Can't wait to see you. I want to see you decked out in like some of the most badass, like Bears apparel that you can find on the internet. And that's at Foco.com because they have like all these new things. And I've been talking about them for a couple of weeks for the NFL season, but they have like specific Chicago Bears sunglasses you can get, straw hats backpacks, uh, coolers, which are really cool, too. Uh, I talked about those best friend bracelets. I'm hoping someone buys them, gives one to Nick, gives one to me, and then they get to keep the third. I think that would be really cool. Nick loves to wear that jewelry over there. Mm-hmm. You know it. So definitely get the Bears best friend bracelets and hand it to us over at a tailgate. Um, But FOCO really has the best sports gear around. And with football season, I want you to head over there and definitely get everything that you need for game day. And this is a remote show. But if we were in the studio right now, you would see some great set decorations that they had just donated a few awesome pieces for our sets. So definitely head over and show them some love. So check out Foco.com or just click the link in the description below. That's here on YouTube and of course on your podcast player of choice. So for all non sale items, use promo code CHGO at Foco.com for 10% off. All right, we finally made it to the, the thing that everyone's been waiting for us to discuss probably for this entire episode and to answer the question, I told you, I feel like I get asked every single day as soon as the bear season's over, but how many wins next year, like as soon as you find out the mm-hmm. opponents, how many wins is that going to equal as soon as the draft is over or if agency is over? Like, that's the question that comes up over and over and over again. And so it's time to go ahead and do this and Nick, I want you to go first.
0: Okay, we're going to start this off Uh, 2023 season, like we just we previewed and showed you how much different this roster is from the one that Ryan Poles inherited, we highlighted some players that are going to make some big, you know, jumps this season. And we know that the Bears won three games last season and should have probably won some more. I look at this and I look at, you know, who they're playing, obviously, what I expect from certain players. And I think this Bears team will win eight games. I'm um, right there with uh, terrain right there, eight, eight and nine for the 2023 season. I think when you look at the, and this is obviously with a jump from Justin Fields, utilizing all those weapons he has, seeing a better defense. There are just still some things, like I said, those holes that, uh, Ryan Poles was talking about. Like, I wonder, you know, not having maybe you have Yannick Ngakwe as your established pass rusher. We still want to see what DeMarcus Walker can do. And he's been banged up this, uh, this summer, the interior, of the defensive line—you have some young guys, but it's probably going to be later on in the season where you see them more into their to, into their roles, getting acclimated to the game. The offensive line, still for me, so a, bit of, a little bit of questions, but hopefully towards the middle of the season you can see them gelled in in sync and just have that consistency that you kind of wanted going into the start of the season. But that and this is obviously a huge jump for a Bears team that won three games and. I think the coaching, like that's another thing. I saw someone put it in the chat here, like coaching will be better. I agree with that too. It was all this, you know, the staff's first year doing all this, going through a season, adapting together, and trying to figure out how to, you know, put your players in the best opportunities, the best uh, advantageous situations to win. And we saw that when Fields was going off running all over people. Now I think going into year two, you just have more comfortability. Everybody does. And even with the new players, so eight wins for me is where it's at. Do they make the playoffs with that? I, I don't know. They have to, you know, we have to factor in everybody else in the NFC, but it's definitely doable. The NFC is not as crazy quarterback heavy with the elite guys as obviously the AFC is. So going with eight for as my final number for the bears to win in the 2023 season,
1: definitely obtainable. Absolutely gonna happen. I have no reservations about eight. I can, I'll sign off on eight wins and I can raise the bar because that's what Will does. Like I talk myself into heartache and heart pain usually, but not this year, Nick. This year is going to be different. And that's why, and everyone asks all year, no, Doug, I'm not doing 14. (laughs) I'm going with my tried and true number. And if I talk myself into last year's roster doing this, I can talk myself into this year's roster doing it. So it's going to be 11 wins for the Chicago Bears this season. They were one and seven in those one-score games last year. I feel like Fields having a better supporting cast, a better offensive line, having DJ Moore, they're going to be able to close games better this year. And let's not even talk about the defense being able to close games better on their side here too. And almost half the games, you know, being almost one-score games last year, despite the defense giving up the most points per game in the NFL at 27. 0.2, Point 0.2, despite giving up 30 plus rushing touchdowns, 2,000 like, it felt like so many rushing yards, like the most I've seen since, like I think the NFL since like the 67 is what I saw. And then when you look at this defensive like group, linebackers, the DBs, the revamped defensive line, they're too good to give up 27 points per game and be dead last in the NFL game. This defense is not the worst defense in the NFL. They're not going to give up you, you know, the most points. And the flip side, this Bears offense, they didn't reach 20 points per game last year on average. And that's been like an issue for the past couple of seasons. Like 20 is like that magic number that the Bears can't seem to, to find on a consistent basis. I don't see that happening this year with Justin Fields. If he takes that step that he must take that I expect him to take. So if you're scoring more, you're giving up less points, you're better in the one score games. Man, you're talking about a lot more fun this year, easier strength of schedule. So uh, I don't know. Again, easier opponents, fields jump. more points scored, less points allowed, fields clutch in the fourth quarter. We're going to have a lot of Victory Mondays. I'm going to wear this shirt this year. I can actually wear my Victory Monday shirt more than three times maybe. <laughs> uh, that would be great. So I expect to wear this double-digit times this season, and I, I'm just excited for the year to come. But I talked myself into 11. I'm going to stand by my 11. Thick and thin. Hopefully, they prove me right.
0: Yeah. Well, look. It, at some point, they got to do it, right? You had him at eleven. It's going to like with the jumps, with the additions, with you know guys coming into this coaching staff being in year two, Fields being in the year two of this offense. We we better see improvement. We better see improvement. And I think a lot of people in the chat would agree that the Bears are obviously going to be a better team than they were in at the end of the 2022 season and if they can just make those jumps that look if it really if Justin Fields can make that jump that's it man they're they're in a way better they're going to be in a lot more positions to close out those games which they finished one and seven in and they should have won a lot more of them and if they had a better roster maybe they already do it we already see more wins last year when that was a daunting schedule it was a daunting schedule that they faced and they faced some really good quarterbacks so Let's see it. Let's see it happen, man. Let's see this Bears team make that jump and show that Chicago obviously has made all these changes, but it's because they're trying to compete. They're trying to be relevant. And not only like, I go back to what Ryan Poles said, take back the North, right? The first time he gets in the house hall or when he gets to address everybody, take back the North. It needs to, you need to show signs of doing that this season. If not, then obviously things have gone wrong. But I think where this this team is at now they're in position to really show that they are they're, they're going to be real contenders when, you know, everything starts clicking.
1: When I just go through my lifetime and just watching this bears team and covering it with you. Once we got, you know, once we were older and we met and we started this thing, like if I was able to, you know, stand behind as a child, I'm going to say this as I was a child, but Rex Grossman uh, or Kyle Orton. And then as I got a little bit older, Jay Cutler, then if I can buy into Mitchell Trubisky, like if I would do all of those things, why wouldn't I just put my faith in the Justin Fields? Like out of all the guys that have came before him, I think he's more deserving uh, of having the backing, having the confidence. And again, if I can talk myself into supporting those that, those group of individuals, I'm gonna do the same thing here with Justin. I'm gonna believe that he will make this jump. And like you said a few moments ago, if he does the winds will follow. They must follow. That's just how this thing will go. So I I I pray this ends up being the case. Uh and, and we'll see how it all shakes out. But I'm gonna set my I usually I'm we'll set the expectation low guy and let you exceed my expectations. I uh, I get that part of my brain and that part of my brain's yapping at me right now to shut up and Put my number down to like nine because nines is very safe, happy sounding number. It's like it's not double digits, but it's actually a pretty, you know, it's a good number to have like in terms of like the end of the season. If like, hey, a nine win team, that's not too bad. Mm-hmm. And for being the first overall pick to nine wins, that would be a tremendous jump. But I'm hoping for a leap and I'm going to put my eggs into that basket here on September 1st. Ask me again in mid-November. And we can always reconvene. But Nick, this was a really fun episode. I know uh, there is one super chat that we have here still uh, from Logan. Uh, lo- uh, he says, love see issue, Audible Edition. Thank you very much. Uh, you guys are the best. Which player do you think will surprise us the most this season? Ooh, a surprise player. I think I'm going to let Nick go so I can think about it. Oops. Ooh,
0: surprise. So I guess maybe didn't have the highest expectations going to season or uh, maybe coming off injury surprise for me. Um, you know, I'll go with, let's say DeMarcus Walker. Um, you know, I think going it before training camp at start, I was pretty high on DeMarcus Walker, just kind of seeing how he operated, how he was wired. He's a very fiery type of guy. And then it kind of went down because I hadn't seen him, but surprise player, I think we're going to see DeMarcus Walker utilize inside. You're going to have him out uh, at the edge, but also inside when you need him to, he's got that capability, that versatility as a player. But by the end of this, I want to just have that sense. Like that's why Ryan Poles went out and signed DeMarcus Walker. I see. I saw some love for him earlier in the chat. So that'll be my surprise player for the 2023 season, DeMarcus Walker.
1: There you go. I like that one a lot. I'm trying to think of a player.
0: Oh no! What happened to Will? He um, got 11 wins. It just stopped the bandwidth and <laughs> stopped. Oh my the... gosh! I wonder who he's going to go with. I saw Chase oh, Claypool Will. getting some love. Um yeah. Law, do you have a surprise player? Do you have? I don't. How many wins are the Bears getting? Uh, it's less than Will DeWitt said. Okay, that's that's a good answer. I like that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm I don't just... know what's going on with Will here. We could we can wait for him to come back. Let's see here. Uh. I don't know. He said, sure LOL, my that. internet is dead. All right. Oh, <laughs> that's well. gonna, All right. That's well, gonna how about this? We'll tell everyone about the, uh, the t-shirt sale. We're like in the final hours of this t-shirt sale. Uh, everyone go get yourself a, a nice CHGO t-shirt, 24 bucks or those beanies. You know, it's going to be winter before you know it. 24 bucks. Get after it. Maybe wear one to a tailgate. Look at that. There we are perfect yeah i mean you gotta rock your chgo gear take advantage of the sale i have a bunch of awesome tailgates coming up i'm actually wearing one of the chgo bear shirts here you can take advantage by getting this one on a drive together didn't we we did yeah yeah and look we're back here we're we're closing out the show i'm surprised you're not wearing the shirt too law but take advantage of the sale check out the tailgates and make sure if you're not a diehard already check that out as well there's so many perks and becoming a diehard you get discounts on the merchandise discounts at the tailgates so many great opportunities and exclusive content that you get for being a diehard but football season's back everybody we're really looking forward to hanging out with a lot of you that hang out in this chat in person at these tailgates and all the events we'll have at chgo but uh for will and i in law uh that's going to do it for today's episode but as you know bear down chicago